This is episode 90 of Cowboy Shit with Ted and Wacy. I'm Ted. He's Wacy. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for buying your merch. Thanks for listening to the show for 90 episodes. It's uh, episode it's 90. It's it's May. It's not going to be May. It is May. We are in May in Canada. I keep forgetting about that. Yeah. Welcome to May. It's happening. Wacy. It's here. Man, it's, it's quite a, it's been quite a day. We were, we golfed being a buddy today and it was the first nine. It was super nice out and sunny and then we got to the hot dog 13th, 13th hole and then it rained for 10 minutes straight and then it was sunny the rest of the way it was, yeah. it's such a springtime it, in alberta man what's what was it like uh when it was raining out there was it bad good how was uh, it? Wasn't, i i we came prepared so we had a cart and we had the shield windshield up i brought a rain jacket my friend brought a rain jacket as well so we were good to go on that front solid wasn't warm but yeah it was good we were able to, we were at a good spot where we could like angle the cart so we were sheltered from the rain had we because oh, we walked good. the front night so had we been walking it would have sucked oh, big time yeah yeah but it was it's just it's crazy how fast it moved into though because it looked like it was further away than it was and all of a sudden it started just pissing rain damn that'll happen that will springtime in alberta man it's true it's true um okay so we've got a few rounds golfing already we're having a good having a good spring the weather's coming around I got hammer drunk this weekend. Still feeling pretty rough. Got to get back on the road tomorrow, do some sales. Uh, COVID is running rampant in Alberta, and uh, we're supposed to be through this thing relatively soon, I would hope. Uh, I think where we went wrong with the whole thing was opening back up in February when we already had enough cases. Yeah. We should have went back a little further, but I don't know, man. I don't want to get into there, politics. It's, uh, there's been, yeah, there's been so many things way gone too far fundamentally. I got my first shot of the vaccine. Yeah, you lucked out. It's wild west for vaccines, man. Anybody fucking if you can, yeah, take advantage when you can. But yeah, no, yes, eh? your your dad had an appointment and canceled, so maybe yeah, we should make another one and then and then then one of somebody else can go. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> but hey, we're lucked out that we're Métis, I guess. But yeah, I got lucky, got my first shot. Yeah, I'm still alive. I'm not a zombie. Yeah, it's true. So all is well. True. All is well. Anyone out there not sure about the vaccine thing? It's science. Those guys went to. Uh, they've done a There's... bit of work. You know, scientists uh, for a reason. Yeah, they've uh, done some studying and they know mm-hmm. their, their thing. So they might ha- be onto something. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'm no expert, but they might know things. I'm no rocket appliancist. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of rocket appliances, there's a whole crew of them together in fucking Bowdoin. The last yeah, days. that's uh, that's quite this the thing happening up there. And I mean... I understand people are frustrated with all this. I'm fucking like, sick of this shit. Too, we're man. all are, man. I'm over but it. For sure. But like literally the most ironic thing of it all is like this goes down on the day that Alberta has a record amount of cases. And like our healthcare system is on the verge of like deciding who gets to live and who gets to not live mm-hmm. when it comes to the ICU and stuff. And right now it's younger people in the hospital. Yeah. And it, <laughs> it ain't good. <laughs> And I think a lot of the, a lot of the stuff gets confused or people get caught up with like the death amount of people who've passed away, which is like, we don't like, not like people don't want that at all, but there's like long-term stuff. Like just cause you're in the ICU doesn't mean you're going to pass away, mm-hmm. but you could be sick for a long time, which again has, it's Big whole takes its toll on, on the healthcare system. Right. So I wonder how much different I, it would be if in Canada with uh, COVID, if people, um, if we had to pay for our healthcare, like you do in the U S I wonder what yeah. would happen then. <laughs> I think there'd be, I think some, I think some people would change their tune for sure. And I mean, hey? yeah, it just, it's tough to see and it's gonna, it sheds a light on the sport that doesn't need to be shed at this point. And, and I don't know. Gonna... I don't know if I totally agree with that overall. Cause it, it was a non-sanctioned event. I know that not many people know, like know all of everything about rodeo, but I mean, mm-hmm. it was an amateur production, amateur event, amateur crew, there was nothing professional about it. There was not sanctioned by any actual rodeo organization in the country. It was on private right. land. I mean, it was like somebody had a jackpot and they got a lot of extra publicity that they probably didn't need. But if they just would have done it and not advertised it, like, I don't know. I don't know who it benefited. I don't know what benefit that thing had on anybody. Somebody might have no. made three or 400 bucks in the rodeo. You might have made a couple mm. grand. Like, after all this, and we're going to be able to go rodeo in a while. Like, and your names are all, anybody that ended that rodeo, their names are, attached to that attached to that and i mean the anyone anyone that if there are any fines be handed out you didn't make any money and you just took a stance on something that was maybe ridiculous you might have 
accomplish something, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Or what was, you, what was it that you accomplished? And I mean, I agree with what you say in that sense, but in the eyes of the general public, like rodeos easily grouped into the same, everything is the same. Like just as like Jimmy who lives down the yeah. street, or whatever, like he doesn't know the difference between this, that, and the other, but that's again, that's the disconnect that we talked about last episode between the community, like our community and the urban and people who are generally connected to agriculture and rodeo and whatever, we're on the, right? We're on the other side, four hours south of, of Bowdoin in fucking Montana. You can do whatever the hell you want, but we're still locked up, which doesn't make sense either. And how, how are our mm-hmm. numbers so bad compared to Texas and anywhere in the U.S. where they're just done this now? But look do at the have they, but compare to, the compa- the percentage of vaccinations too, right? Yes, correct. They beat us on the vaccines by a long shot, and we didn't have the vaccine, so we uh, need to do things differently. But we have our federal government to thank for that. Part <laughs> yeah, of it. for sure. So, I don't. Just, I don't know. I'm I'm sick of this thing too, and I I really I'm disappointed in that event in in certain ways. But I'm also I'm also at a point too where I'm thinking like you know what, good for those guys. I'm glad they had something, you know, they, maybe they feel better that they stood up for something and maybe, maybe this thing all is a sham, but I guess if, if they, if things go real haywire here in the next little bit, then, then we, uh, you know, like what, what happens if somebody at that rodeo gets sick and ends up in the hospital with COVID from going to that rodeo? Given the volume of people that were there, the likelihood of that is very high. So what happens then? Like it, it just, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be a domino sure. effect, man. And then everything gets tied back to that event. Know. And yeah. It's, I don't uh, think it was worth it personally, especially when we're the, the risk. The, the, you look at the cost benefit analysis of that, what you were standing for and trying to gain from it does not weigh out with the cost of what's going to, what's the toll it's going to take. And like, I've seen opinion. these different notes about seen the different notes about freedom. And if we were actually locked down, we wouldn't be able to go to a rodeo or go to the mall. Like we really aren't that fucking locked up right no, now. No, for sure. Honestly. So no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I'm just but and like stuff like this is the, the stuff like stuff like this was what's going to lead to a lockdown. You know what I mean? Well, like, I mean we already. I'll, what more can they do now? But really, like, like, like when the remember the first lockdown doors. That's because everyone was scared then. Yeah, everyone didn't know what it was. We thought it was going to be like what it is now, and now it's. Well, my, I mean, like I guess like what happened in Italy, in when Italy was in this kind of like part of the state of the pandemic they had full-on yeah. lockdowns and curfews and they're like just because they were there at the same point where they're choosing be- between who lives and who dies essentially yeah. right yeah so i mean that, and that was early on but yeah. i don't know man i'm not sure what to say i mean even the Me states neither. it got really really bad and like they're probably gonna forget about it in a few months right yeah they're back to normal know. see you later so i don't fucking know congrats guys congrats on the great rodeo this last weekend you know i hope everybody's happy all the great press you got and um congrats safe. on your congrats on your freedom so that's uh that's all I really want to say about that, I guess, for now. Yeah, no, for sure. And I mean I, I we'll I'm interested we... to see what the associations do with their membership that attended. Yeah. It's it's the the next few weeks are gonna really see you like what what the outcome of it is. Like yeah. It's hard to really tell the full results of it at this moment just because there's so much Maybe it's nothing will like, come of it. Who knows? And exactly. And, who, and like, honestly, I hope that's the case <laughs> like more than anything, yeah. just because in the long run, if that we, ends up being a better thing. But if we don't have a Calgary stampede this year, I think we uh, might have somewhere to point at as to thanks for fucking it up for everybody else. So we'll just see, we'll just wait and see how it goes. I'm but, uh, for sure. You know, uh, fingers crossed it doesn't happen, but if it does, uh, fuck you guys. So <laughs> um, yeah, that's, I'm good. What else you got that. ways? Uh, we went off on a pretty bad tangent there. Kind of, yeah. It's, it's, we got and, and I mean, a big show. This is episode 90. We got Aaron yeah. Watson on the show, but we got to talk about some of the shit here. You know, like some of the people that were at that event probably listened to the show. And, you know, I'm, mm. I'm sorry that I just think it was kind of a bad idea, folks. But, anyways, Aaron and, Watson. And, and I mean, and I mean, this is not us like, attacking people and whatever. Like, we, we're entitled to our own opinions and we can use our platform yeah. for what we want to use it for. And I mean, if you disagree, we're sorry. Like, we're, let us know. Uh, Call us and, up. And yeah, let's have a conversation. Like, I'm, we're adults here. And that's like been kind of a message, even going back to our last episode again about bridging this gap. And I mean, if we, these are conversations we need to have internally, like let's have them. Like this is healthy. We're adults. Mm-hmm. We don't, I'm not trying to, we're not trying to start a fight or like create a divide. We're just want to, mm-hmm. I don't know. We're up these grown up conversations. And anybody. Yeah. And anybody. Yeah, exactly. Okay. What else you got, Waze? What else we got here? 
How about your Oilers? How about your Oilers, man? They you are. David's going to get 100 points in 56 games. They are good games? at hockey. It's a possibility. I don't know. We'll see. That'd be quite a feat, eh? Pretty neat. Pretty neat. Pretty good at hockey things. Um, it was funny. It was quite ironic to see Mike Smith's interview after after last night's game when they asked him about um, how it felt to potentially end the Flames season, and he just said, "Yep." <laughs> that old raisin. <laughs> that if he wins the Vesna, that'll be remarkable. It'd be pretty epic. Yeah. Who do you? So I guess we're almost at time. Who are we picking for the for the win? Didn't I have Tampa Ooh. Bay out of repeat? Yeah, I, I bet I actually had. put some real money on Tampa Bay to win again. Oh, Man, you looking at like like Florida and Carolina, like that division is going to be very tough to get out of. Like those are good teams. It's going to be interesting. Even up I, here, honestly, like, I honestly, I'll, I, I never, I won't rule Toronto out yet. And I, but I don't it's, even know if they're going to get out of the Canadian division either. Like I wonder, I don't know who's going to be the the uh, the like North final. If Canada, if a Canadian team were to is going to win a Stanley Cup in the next however many years, this is the year to do it because there's guaranteed a team in the conference final. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a good chance and Toronto is going to need good goaltending. And they don't have to play Boston in the first or second round. Yeah. They might even see them. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Possibly the conference final. Don't know. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting. Going to be some good watching and it's getting warm out and yeah. Things are happening. Springtime Uh, in Alberta. Again, though, uh, Aaron Watson on the show today. Thanks for the time, Aaron. Thanks to my friend Heather Blankenship for helping line it up. Um, great show today here. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll uh, catch up with you after this. Cowboy shit with Ted Wacy, episode 90. Aaron Watson. need a roll where that rubber meets a red dirt road i need your kiss like a cooler needs cans like your body needs my two hands so baby climb on up and slide on in high a kite feeling free as the wind find that buckle next to me in the middle you can grab my gears but don't you play me like a fiddle we can tie one on and come unwound turn up the heat when the sun goes down don't call it a truck bed for nothing Yeah, you know that's right Nothing's better than a Silverado Saturday night Well, please welcome to the show American country music singer and songwriter Aaron Watson I don't know where you're coming to us from today But you're on your way to a show right now Or you might already be there and sound checked I'm not sure, but tell us what's going on Where you're at Yeah, we're actually uh, We are parked behind uh, A historic venue And in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Kane's Ballroom, which is the home of Bob Wills. So it is just one of the coolest venues. It's one of my favorite places to play over the years. So we're excited to play the show tonight. How, how long have you been back doing shows? Is, one, is this one of your first ones back? Or where? Uh... No. No, you know, I'm kind of not like a lot of the other. I'm not like a lot of the mainstream country artists. Those guys... They kind of they chose to not play shows at all. Um, I stayed at home for five months and was a good boy. And then about I don't know around August, we started playing a lot of shows. I mean, I'd play private shows. We played a lot of in Texas. Things are a little different, and we there were a lot of like barbecue places all over Texas. And they would have shows, outdoor shows. And, uh, you know, everything, everyone was, was you know, they they were doing the, uh, you know, everyone was keeping their distance, lots of tables far from each other. But, man, August, September, October, November, December, we played a lot of shows. And we kind of took it off, took some time off in January. But, um, you know, it, it's good that that the rest of the country seems to be opening up a little bit you know it's about uh, about time for us to get opened up again isn't it yeah you know i mean it's uh, a lot of people have strong opinions about it one way or the other but i think at the end of the day you know um you know i think it should be up to the individual i mean at some point you know i think uh <laughs> what's worse getting this virus or starving to death you know you got to get back to work sooner or later i mean i was a biology major in college you know i i i know about 
you know, I, I know a thing or two about viruses. And, um, you know, so, I mean, I'm very, very, uh, you know, uh, you know, I, it's, it's a very real thing. Uh, but also too, you know, it's, uh, it's hard stopping mother nature. You know, it's funny. We can't even control fires, but we think we can control this virus. <laughs> and that's kind of, you know, it kind of gets into a lot of pol- political things, but at the end of the day, you know, I, I think we're all coming to the, we're all coming around thinking like, okay, well, it's time that we, you know, we've worn the mask, we've stayed at home, we're getting the shots, you know, but there are some people that are never going to recover from this. There are businesses that are, that died during all this. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's been, it's been tough to watch, but we're just thankful that we've been able to plow through it and, all the fans have been so good to me, you know, whether we've been doing Zoom concerts or, uh, you know, the, the merch we've been selling online. I mean, the fans have taken care of us and uh, very thankful for the fans. I, I'm nothing without my fans, that's for sure. Well, let's talk more about that and, and you being independent. With, so with the merchandise, do you ship that all yourself out of your house? Like, how do you even get your records printed? Do you have to go to a company yourself or do you work with somebody on that? Like being independent, I'm so, I'm really curious about how it all is different from if you were with a big label, a big label, unlike yourself, who is with oh, yeah. big label. Well, you know, uh, you know, we've never signed a record deal. I've always just, you know, it's, it's, it. I really describe it as, as music is the family business. And, you know, my, my last, for the last 10 years, every Every country album we've put out independently is charted top ten on country billboard. I mean, we've had we've had one chart number one, a couple of them chart number two, and uh, you know it's just been uh, we're just we just have the best fans in the world, and and you know we ship we ship some stuff out of the house, and then we have some companies that we work with. You know, we'll contract things out. But, um, you know, we just, you know, I'm not a puppet, you know, and I know there's a lot of, there's, there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of pros that probably come along with, uh, signing a record deal and, you know, you, you, you get the, you get a better opportunity to get radio play and, you know, you'll get nominations and award shows. I mean, we, we've had top. You know, we've had top 10 singles and number one records, and we've never even got a nomination at at any of these award shows. And I mean, I'm not all, I'm not about those things. You won't find one award that I've won at my house. I mean, those, you know, when you come to my house, you see pictures of my kids, not awards. And uh, so, but, but with that being said, that's one of the pros, you know, when, when, when you are on a major label, you, you're, 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 you're kind of, you're within that circle, you know, that circle, that is what they consider, you know, top 40 commercial mainstream uh, country music. And, you know, we kind of got ousted. We're not really in that circle, but we never really wanted in that circle. I mean, I love country music. I'm friends with a lot of major label artists and I've, I have a lot of respect for them, and but for me, that's not my cup of tea. You know, um, I, I, I write my music, I produce my music, um, you know, and I design lots of my merchandise. And you know, it's it's like I said, it's the family business. And you know, if if I want to take a night, if I need to take some time off to see my boys' football games or baseball games or my daughter's ballet recital. You know, I, 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 it's a pretty simple, a pretty simple request. I don't have to go to anybody. I just say I'm doing it because, because I can, but, um, you know, it's just, it's, uh, I think I, I, I really enjoy being an independent artist. You know, I've had the same band for forever, just great guys. And, uh, like I said, you know, music is the family business. We're kind of a mom and pop shop when it comes to music. I'm just wondering, like, 
that being an independent artist, like you have to jump a few more hurdles when it comes to trying to get on the like the billboard charts and stuff like that. And you find that it kind of holds you back, I guess. And I guess you're kind of a testament to um, like the award shows and stuff doesn't really define what makes a, a good artist, I guess, too. Hey? Yeah, you know, it's, 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 uh, I'll tell you, I have very strong opinions about that. And I don't ever, in no way do I ever really want, I don't want to disregard the hard work that a lot of these major label artists do because there's no doubt they're talented and they work hard as well. But, you know, we started our own record label and we kind of snuck in the back door when they weren't looking. And, uh, you know, we charted out of style, top 10. I think it went up to six or seven. And only three songs have charted top 10 on top 40 radio independently in the history of the chart. So they just don't allow it. I mean, it, it, it just doesn't happen. And I mean, we were the first ones to chart an independent album, number one, on, on Country Billboard. Now, charting an album is is a little different they they don't they don't quite have control of that uh that that comes right down to sales although you know they they, that that can be manipulated they're the ones that kind of get to change the rules as they go along and uh you know i love the ace the people at the acms and the cmas and they're good people but you know when you have an artist who's done something that's never been done before like charting an album number one independently or having a top 10. I mean, and, 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 and you're not even, I mean, they did, they, for, they forgot to even put us on the ballot. And it's just one of those deals that it's, that's what happens when you're kind of an outsider. I mean, you know, there's a lot of artists on major labels that talk about being an outsider, but independent artists are the true outsiders. I mean, if you're an independent artist, you are, you're definitely swimming upstream. You're going against the grain. And um, yeah, it doesn't matter. I could have the greatest song ever. The greatest song, I always say the good Lord could bring me down the greatest song ever. Already produced (laughs) and mastered. And I could get it to radio. And because I'm not on a major label, they will not play it. It doesn't matter how good it tests. They're not going to play it. It's a political game. If, you know, it, it's just, it, it is what it is. There's only so much time in a day and only so many songs that can be played. And it's, it's, it's definitely, it's an old business model that's slowly dying. And, um, and you know, I, I don't have any, I'm not bitter or angry, but at the same time, you know, I'm not going to waste my kid's college education fund on a radio game that doesn't play fair. So, but what we are going to do is we're going to work hard and we're going to prove them wrong. And, uh, you know, it gives me an opportunity to, um, to wave my, to wave that flag, uh, for all independent artists. And, And really it's, it's bigger. It's bigger than music. It's not about music. It's about, you know, all these people that are out there working hard, trying to make a name for themselves in whatever industry you're in, you know, there's, there's struggles in it and there's, there's challenges and you're going to get discouraged along the way. Things aren't fair, but guess what? Life isn't fair. So for me, I'm not going to sit here and cry about it. I'm going to let those kind of things motivate me to work harder. And sometimes, you know what? I let things piss me off. And when I get pissed off, I get determined. And, um, you know, you just have to, you have to find the positives in everything. And you, and at the end of the day, you have to be thankful. You know, I could compare myself to this artist who is selling out stadiums. I mean, there are artists that have opened for me over the years. And now look at him. Like Luke Bryan has opened two shows for me. And look at wow. him now. Boy, he's playing all he's playing the he's done you know, all right. He's a host for this award show. He's on is it American Idol or America's Got Talent? Whatever show he's on. He's on one of those shows. And you know what? He was a super nice guy. And it's mm-hmm. like 
I'm happy for him. Luke Combs opened some shows for me. And now look at him. And he's a great, great kid. So I don't root against anyone. And, but at the same time, I don't covet their success. I don't think to myself, I wish that was me. I'm very thankful for where I'm at. I don't want to be Luke Bryan. I don't want to get up there and dance on stage. It, it's what Luke Bryan does Luke Bryan great. And he's successful because he's talented. He's a nice guy. You know, I, 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 uh, I follow him and his wife on Instagram, and they just seem like a fabulous family. So I'll never, at the end of the day, you know, music is the family business for Luke Bryan. He's just gone about it a little differently than I have, you know, to each his own. So when it comes to being like an independent artist and like do the streaming platforms help out a lot and with getting your music out there and stuff, I know the dollar value stuff doesn't really help out on that end, but there's just like the reach you can get from streaming help get your stuff to the people. Like how vital is that in that process? Oh, you know, the streaming thing's great because people who have never heard of you will stumble onto your music. And, you know, while, while the one thing that I encourage a lot of artists to do is I'm like, write your, if you're, if you don't like what you're getting paid from streams, then maybe you should start producing your own music, writing your own songs. You know, I mean, an independent artist that writes his own music, owns his own publishing, owns his own label, that artist is going to make more on streaming than a major label artist. Now, you may not get the you, you may well. I mean, just think about it. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I get when I get paid, it's like, think about it, it's like a pie. I mean, I'm get when I get when 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 I'm getting the whole pie. I wrote the song. It's like our well, it's like our song out of style. Out of style had all that success. Well, I was the one that wrote it. I produced it. I own the publishing company. I own the record label that it was out on. So I mean, you know. It's like the more, if, if you can keep all your eggs in that basket, you know, but it's it's just an interesting game. You know, it, it is, it's an ever-changing uh, situation and I can hardly keep up with it. But I know this, if I wake up every morning and I work hard trying to write good songs for my fans and I get out there and I play the best shows I can play. That's my business model. Make music with a meaning. Put on good, fun, family-friendly shows, and be the best version of myself I can be. That that's the, that's that's the key. That's the key. I want to I want to talk but about. But I will tell. But I but I will but I will tell you all this. I'm I'm very competitive. <laughs> I'm very competitive. And when people say that an independent artist isn't as talented as these major label artists. I, I completely disagree. Mm-hmm. I completely disagree. I want to ask about the, the Texas side of things to uh, kind of uh, breaking on to the bigger, uh, the bigger circle of country music and, and whatnot and how it, how that kind of differentiates. How does a person get labeled as Texas country where they don't, um, you know, the, the wider spectrum of the country music business. There's, there's a whole other segment in Texas. Is it, be, is it because of the live shows where you're from partially, the sound, what differentiates the the mainstream, I guess, from the Texas countryside of things? Well, I think there's there's an independence when it comes to Texas music. Um, there's a lot of different sounds. I think a majority of, of, of Texas artists are independent artists. Um, they're artists that for the most part, they write their music, they record their music. You know, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of Nashville artists that also write, but there's also a lot of them that, you know, they have songs pitched to to them from publishing companies. And, you know, they go into a studio and, you know, they've, they've got a large budget to record, you know, great songs with the greatest musicians that money can buy 
greatest engineers, you know, the highest quality studios out there. I mean, where, you know, it's like, and I've done that. I've been, I have recorded at some of the nicest studios in Nashville, but I will tell you this, I just, and that, and that's where we recorded American Soul. And I, and I, and I mean, I love, I love, I absolutely love going to Nashville. Uh, you know, a lot of people think I'm anti-Nashville. I'm not anti-Nashville at all. I love a lot of the music that comes out of there. I am a big fan of the songwriter. Um, I relate more to a songwriter than I do these uh, top 40 country artists. Um, I, I love the songwriters. I, that that that's, But that's me. That's my passion is the songwriting. You know, that's... But we've recorded at the nicest places. Um, but, you know, I just did my last album. I, I just recorded another album that'll come out sometime this next year. At a uh, little studio in Tyler, Texas, and I think it's the best album I've ever made. <laughs> and it probably cost about eighty percent less, so I really <laughs> like that. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Um, so but, you know, for me, but but the deal for me is that I'm not reliant on someone mm -hmm. else writing me songs. I don't. I, I my my career does not. Um. Yeah. My career does not depend on someone else writing me songs. Uh, my career relies on myself, writing myself music. So I'm not, you know, that, that is a, for, for some of these singers that don't write their own songs, I think that puts them in a very tough spot when you, when you don't write your own music. So given like your success with like your albums and your and your some of your singles charting, like do you have people approaching you with music? Like are are you like open to singing songs that are given to you by like publishers or other songwriters, or are you strictly go down your line and, and prefer to write your own music? I'll write with some other artists. I mean, mm -hmm. I have people pitch me songs, but I mean I don't I don't know. I I don't want <laughs> I wanna paint my own picture. You know, for sure. I don't, I mean, for me, I've heard songs and I'm like, man, that is a great song. But for me, man, that's writing is my art. I mean, I, a lot of times I kind of feel like for an artist, to, for an artist to be an artist, they have to paint. And for me, I have to write, I've got to write my songs. I've, if I'm if I'm feeling love, I want to write a love song. If I'm pissed, if I'm upset, if I'm mad, if I'm happy. You don't ever know what's going to come out of my pen, and 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 that's the beauty of it. I mean, it, it's 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 being able to sit around a campfire with just you and your guitar, and and tell people about an experience you had that inspired a song. I mean, you know, I, I, I went and saw Paul McCartney sing, uh, play a concert in, in Omaha, Nebraska a couple of years back. And, man, you know, obviously it's Paul McCartney, you know. <laughs> but he got out there, just he and a guitar. And he told this story about how he wrote that, wrote, wrote a song for John Lennon his friend and then he sang it oh man it was magical you know what i'm saying and and that's those are the kind of things that get me excited right like those are the kind of things that make me go wow that was amazing mm -hmm. so i mean for me for me i'm out here i want if if i can ever encourage people to get out of their comfort zone and search for independent artists and support the little man. There's, you know, there's so many incredible male and female artists out there that are trying to make a living for their families making music. And they just don't get the same opportunities as major label artists. And for me, somehow, I mean, somehow the good Lord blessed me and put me into this situation where, you know, I've been able to do what hasn't been done before, thanks to the fans that God's blessed me with. So, 
you know, I, I try to encourage independent artists to, you know what, just because you aren't getting any support from a major record label, that doesn't mean you can't be an artist. Mm -hmm. You know, plow your own path. So, like, what is your songwriting process? I'm always so curious about that when we get to talk to artists. Like, when you, are you packing around a notepad? Or are you jamming it in your phone when you say you you really speed off your emotions? So, like, what, like, are you always trying to think of new songs and stuff? Or, like, is it just kind of like you'll be middle of the bed at 3 a.m. and then think of a yeah. song and hop out and write it? Like, how's that, how's that go for you? Uh, you know, basically everything from A to Z. I mean, I might be <laughs> on my tractor at the ranch working. I might be in my truck. I might be in bed. I might be at a baseball game. Something might hit me. You know, I, I kind of get in, I kind of, it kind of comes in phases and stages. After I finish an album, I kind of feel like I let myself kind of hibernate. You know, I kind of take a little vacation after I finish writing an album and recording it. I, I think my mind's a little tired. But then after a month or two, I start getting ideas. And what I do is I write the ideas down. And if, if you know, I'll write the ideas down and kind of put down as much, you know, freestyle information that I can. And I'll do that for a couple of months. And then I'll go mm -hmm. back and I'll revisit those ideas and, and start to kind of mold them into a song. But you just never know. I mean, that's just what makes songwriting so fun. It's like, one day you're like searching for that next idea. And then the next day you're like, where did that song come from? You know, it's, it's, a, it's a thrill. It's truly without the songwriting, I have no interest in being a country music artist. I can't write my own songs. I'm out. Brother. I just wanted to, I, yeah, I just wanted to ask about, um, so being an independent artist, like you feel less pressure to pump out albums. I know like with some people who are under labels, they have certain timelines when they have to pump out an album. But for you, since you're basically your own boss, like <laughs> does that take some of the pressure off of you? Well, you know, I mean, for me, I think if I was with a major label, they wouldn't allow me to put out the albums like I do. I mean, we put out American Soul in um, January. And I've already finished another new album. It's called Unwanted Man um, this year that we'll be putting out this year. I re-recorded an album that we recorded 20 years ago called Texas Cafe. And we're doing a Christmas record. So this year, I'll put out American Soul, Unwanted Man, Texas Cafe, and a Christmas record. So this year, I'll put out four albums. And, and for me, I don't feel pressure. It's, it's my hobby. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, do you feel pressure when you're fishing? No, because you love to fish. You know, it's like, and I love to write songs. So for me, I'm just doing what I love. I think if, if you know, I've never been on a major label, but I think I would feel pressure mm -hmm. if they're like, you just had a number one hit and you need to come up with this kind of song. You need to write a song. I know, I know I've written in enough, um, I've written with enough artists and, and, and songwriters that write for pub, major publishing companies. I've been in a room when someone from a label or a publishing company comes in and says, hey, you know, so-and-so, so-and-so artist is fixing to go into the studio. They're looking for an upbeat song that was kind of like this song. So we kind of need to try to write them a song like this. Uh, that for me is very difficult. Um, I, I don't, I don't write well like that. I think I can, I mean, I, I can, I, I jump right in there and I can be prolific, but I don't enjoy that. I think that's a better way of saying it. I can write like that, but mm -hmm. I don't enjoy writing like that. Like I want to paint a picture that inspires me. You know, I don't want to be told, um, what I have to write that's and that's just that's that independent you know that's uh, that's that hard-headed independent streak inside of me <laughs> yeah. you're you mentioned you're going back to the Texas Cafe record and like I look back I became familiar with your music when I was in college in New Mexico at the same college you went to yeah 
NMJC at Hobbs. I went to school there for nice. a couple of years. Yeah. Same school. <laughs> I was, I had no idea that you went there. I was doing a bunch of research and found out that you went to school on the baseball team. Were you there when you guys won the titles or was that a couple of years later? I, I remember the dates. on That was a, that was a couple, that was a couple of years later. Well, that was, what did you go there for? What would, where I went, are you from? I went on a rodeo scholarship in uh, 08, 09, and 10. And you were would have been there like, oh, four, three, four? Or was I was that? there about 10 years before. 10 years there, before that. <laughs> yeah. I have yeah. my numbers wrong on it. But, but uh, yeah, I'm from Calgary. Uh-huh. Wacy's from over in Saskatchewan. And I got another question about, about Canada. You've been up here much before too. But, but first, we got to talk about Hobbs and getting you – were, you were on the baseball team there, right? Yeah. Um, and that's been a long time ago. Yeah. Coach Birmingham, he's now at the university of New Mexico and golly. I mean, I remember, uh, I remember my, my truck broke down one semester and I didn't have a, I didn't have any wheels. So I would always, I would get sick and tired of eating that cafeteria food. You know that, you know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it was included in the scholarship. It was free. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's yeah so, it, so it's kind of rough yeah so i'd get tired of that so i'd walk over there to that uh all subs that was right across the highway yeah oh yeah oh yeah buddy i'm right there with you <laughs> did you we go there at the closing same. time get the cheap burritos yeah you get they'd give you they'd give you a ton of them <laughs> <laughs> they just wanted to get rid of them yeah <laughs> So were you playing gigs when you were in Hobbs then too on the ball team, or was that still kind of uh, a ways out there for you? What, was that playing shows, Jay? Like were you playing? Yeah, yeah. Were you playing music round like when you were in college playing ball, or were you, was that were you just focused on baseball at that time? Uh, you know that was kind of the beginning. I I was starting to strum those guitars a little bit, starting to write songs. That's kind of in the beginning, actually. You know, I, I actually, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Lee County. Uh, it was at the Lee County Coliseum is right there on campus. And um, I remember I went and saw Clay Walker and Kenny Chesney play a show Ooh, there. Show. It was awesome. But I remember, I remember I met Clay and I was taller than Clay. I was looking at him and I was like, shoot, <laughs> if that guy can do it, I can too, man. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, and Clay is, you know, of all of the most my most artists that I, that have inspired me are independent artists. You know, or Texas guys like you know, uh, you know, a lot of people no one has even heard of. But the bigger names, you know, obviously everybody loves Robert Earl King and Jerry Jeff Walker, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I could go on. The list goes on forever. But you know, I always, you know, Clay is a Texas boy. And I always loved his his brand of music, and he's a great showman. I mean, he puts on a great show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's charming. He, he's just he's a great artist. So I mean, I, I I learned a lot that night watching Clay play. So I, I don't know. I think you know so part of my career really kind of you know it was it was in a it was slowly developing at that stage. Mm-hmm. We we go back to like uh like Reckless and Third Gear and Seventeen. Those are the ones that I really remember when I was in school. Oh yeah, in New Mexico and and some of your some of your more popular hits over the years, I guess, right? But haven't really yeah didn't did they not really get like would could you ever bring those back now and re-record them and give them a shot more on the radio with the point you're at in your career now or are they kind of do you got to rewrite and and go forward now i'm curious about those they're such great tunes and especially being at your shows like at the south point in vegas like everybody knows those ones especially in the rodeo business but oh yeah like would they have another chance now or what well you know it's kind of like i was saying earlier uh you know i was saying jesus could bring me the greatest song ever and radio wouldn't play it because i'm not on a label but you know for me as an artist you know I, i still play those songs live but, you know, for me, it's kind of like, uh, you know, I've been, been there, done that with those songs. Okay. And, uh, you know, I wrote those, you know, honestly, I, I probably started writing that song. I probably started writing Reckless 17 or 18 years ago. 
And, you know, I mean, it, it, that's been a while. And, you know, as you get, as you get older, I don't want to say as you mature because I've yet to mature. I'm still very <laughs> immature. Uh, but you just have different interests. And, um, but yeah, man, those songs were such an early, you know, kind of the foundation of my career. And, and you know, um, so it's fun to reintroduce those songs. I mean, it was a lot of fun. Not many people have heard of my Texas Cafe record. Um, it, it, I, I sold a few copies out of my backpack in college. And, um, it, you know, it, it, it sounded rough. My singing was rough. I didn't have a lot of money to spend on it. But it was a lot of fun to go back in and re-record these songs. These are literally the first songs that I ever wrote. And so there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's some there's some things about the songs that I hear now, and I'm like, oh, man, I had no idea what I was doing. But one thing I can say is I always tried my best. You know, every stage of my career, I'm, I'm – I'm I'm working hard. I'm giving my best effort, and I'm and I'm open-minded and wanting to become a better artist, much like I am today. I mean, I I am just getting started. I mean, and and um, we are fixing to have uh, the the best moment of my career are ahead of me, and and that's what's exciting is when you've been doing it for 20 years and you think to yourself, oh man, I'm fixing to become a wrecking ball. I've got to ask about your about your connection on the to the rodeo world and playing rodeo Houston, and then you, you recorded Cadillac Cowboy with Just McBride. I just got to know some of your connection on the rodeo side of things and, and how some of it came to be. Oh, uh, you know, I mean, I, I think you know, you know, having friends rodeo, a cousin was a bull rider, uh, you know, playing country music, you get asked to play rodeos. And I just, I think there's just a natural connection between my, my music and uh, the Cowboys and the Cowgirls. And, and honestly, I love, I love, 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 love playing rodeos. I love what the rodeo stands for. Um, I mean, I just, it, it, it's my cup of tea, right? And, um, and I cater. I absolutely cater my career towards rodeos. And, you know, um, you know, I, I get to play, I got to play, uh, I got to play after the Calgary Stampede a couple years back with Brooks and Dunn. And golly, what a rodeo. What oh, yeah. a rodeo. I mean, I just, I enjoy it. I enjoy playing rodeos. I love I love the food. I love the people. I love the atmosphere, the kids, families. For me, it's, 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 you know, when people ask me if I, uh, what, what are my favorite places to play? I say rodeos. Mm -hmm. So I, I love everything about it. I mean, it's, uh, I, I just, I, I, I can't brag enough You're about West, the Western world. You're the first person we've had on the show that's been on the stage at Houston. How the heck does that spinning stage work? I've seen it drive out there. But is it all wireless or what the heck Man. do they do? Do they have uh, cables buried underneath that they connect into? What do they do? Yeah, they got cables buried underneath. And before the show, you know, they, they, they drive. So I played, the year I played was the last year they had the old stage. Oh, okay. And um, they drive that thing out there. And they dig up the cables and plug it all in. And man, I'll tell you, that was a rough stage to play. That thing rumbled <laughs> as it was spinning. And you know, it doesn't—it doesn't spin a, a 360. It spins about 170 degrees, and then it stops. And when it stops, it kind of jerks you. I think there's like wheels in there spinning. And it literally puts the brakes on, and so you'll be singing. And when it stops, you know the 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 the, the inertia naturally kind of pulls me off my mic, and I kind of have to. A couple of times, I about lost my balance, Jeez. and um, it it was interesting. It was interesting. It was not my favorite uh, 
it was not my favorite stage. I was like, man, on top of being nervous and there being 50, 60, 70,000 people, whatever there was, on top of all that pressure and the nerves, I got this stage spinning around on me. I'm like, good grief. But it was it was great. I, I love the Houston Rodeo. And, um, man, I just it, it was a trip. It was it was it was fun. They, that, that, that was another groundbreaking uh, experience. You know, I was the first independent artist to get to play the Houston Rodeo. And since then, uh, you know, they've had others. And I just I'm thankful that, you know, we've been able to use our experiences to open doors uh, for other artists because, you know, other artists before me have opened doors for myself. So it's just an honor. You mentioned quick, quickly, you mentioned uh, that you played the Calgary Stampede with Brooks and Dunn. Was that your first show in Canada? And what was that like for you? Oh, man, it was great. It was great. I will tell you this, getting through customs <laughs> at the airport, that was crazy. I, I, they, they, I remember they, they, they uh, pulled my passport and made me sit over to the side and I had my guitar and the guy was like, what are you doing here? And I was like, oh, I'm a country artist. He was like, what's your name? And I was like, Aaron Watson. He was like, I've never heard of you. And I was like, lots of people haven't. It's okay. You know? And, uh, but, but, you know, I was like, look it up. I'm playing with Brooks and Dunn tonight. And he was like, well, I've heard of Brooks and Dunn. I was like, everyone has. I know, right? <laughs> so I told him, I was like, dude, the next time I come back to Calgary, you better bring your wife and y'all better, you better know every song I sing. And he was like, that's a deal. You got a deal. So I, I don't know. I love, I love so many things about Canada. I, I really... I love the deal that Canada has, the support that Canada gives all of its artists. I mean, it is, man, Canada does it right when it comes to the arts. And um, so it, it just, it was, it was a ton of fun. It was, it was a real honor to uh, get on that stage in Calgary. And I'm, I'm really excited, excited to come back to Canada for sure. We're excited to have you back. We're craving lots of some live shows up here. It's, we've been, I, I love going to live music. So that's something that's really been missing out of my life. But, but yeah, this is, this has been really yeah. great. I really, really appreciate the time. Like we're, we're both really big fans. It's fun to have a chat with you. And we'll wrap it up with a question we ask all our guests. Like, what is your definition of cowboy shit? You know, I don't know. I, I think there's <laughs> a lot of different definitions of that. Are you talking about the, the true definition of cowboy shit? Or just like your 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 definition, yeah, your definition. Like it's kind of it varies between guest to guest, and it's well, cowboy shit. Something you don't want to hate. Where well, what well, where I come from, cowboy shit is something you don't want to step in when you're wearing your nice shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, buddy. Right on. Let's talk about the new record real quick before we wrap up. American Soul now available wherever you get your music. Talk about some of your favorite parts of that, and getting that out in the last uh, couple months here, back in January. Oh yeah, man, it's been fun. It's been fun putting that record out. Of course, you know, you know, we wrote that. It's very timely. We wrote a song called "American Soul," um, which just is a song about kindness and love and unity. Uh, but you know, for me, there's a lot of fun stuff on this album. Um, a lot of, a lot of just straightforward country music. I mean, we're already playing a bunch of them live, like Silverado Saturday Night. Uh, you know, I love playing the song Boots. Yeah, the girls are going crazy for the song Boots. So you know what? What you do is you, you sing whatever songs the girls tell you to sing because you don't want to end up in a room singing to a bunch of cowboys. <laughs> so I, whatever, whatever the cowgirls want to hear, I'm going to sing it. Cause I don't want to send you a bunch of That's cowboy dudes. shit. <laughs> that's that you know it, buddy. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thanks again for your time here today, Aaron. This is a bunch of fun. Again, you can find American Soul now wherever you get your music. Check out Aaron Watson everywhere. You can listen to tunes. We uh we appreciate the heck out of this time. This was a ton of fun. 
Absolutely, boys. When I any, anything y'all need, y'all let me know. I'll give you a ring. You betcha. Sounds like a plan. We'll check them out again. AaronWatson.com. Get your merchandise, records, vinyl, everything, and uh, enjoy the show tonight. Have a good uh, good show. Glad to hear you back out on the road and and hop into it again. You bet. God bless you, boys. Talk to you soon. You betcha. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it. changing he won't budge an inch he'd ride lightning and never even flinch he tips his hat to the ladies and the legends too scoring on his pocket just like chris ledoux he loves whiskey and rolling smokes campfire songs and old man jokes on with cowboys chasing gold buckle dreams pearl snap shirts and old faded blue jeans real life cowboys and Six-string guitars, our lot through the doors beneath those neon stars. Long live Cowboys. Thanks again to Aaron Watson for being on the show this week. Thanks for the time. Glad to see he's back on the road, getting to some shows. Hope we get to uh, have a few again here soon at Barway once the uh, COVID calms down a bit. Thanks to our frontline workers for keeping everybody safe, saving lives out there. Uh, thank you. Thank you. That's all I guess I want to say. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny to forget that side of it, I guess, just like what's actually going on in the, in the trenches for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Like we're so, we're so disconnected from it that we don't oh, yeah. really know what it's like to be well, in those scenarios. And you or I don't even watch the news either. Like, no, no. Kind of get turned off and you know, like I'm over COVID. I think everybody is like, we don't want it to be like this. No, I don't think anybody appreciates or likes it. So we're all ready to get back to it. And it's really frustrating seeing everybody getting back to normal in the States when they're so close to us here. And somehow, and even all over the world, like, like oh, yeah. there was a, a, some live concerts in England over the past few, like week and Australia has been going back yeah. at it. And like the Kentucky Derby was this weekend. Like yeah. people were, were there having fun. Like exactly. It's just, yeah, it's a bit of, you get a bit of jealousy and then you just see what's going on in Alberta. It just kind of puts a damper on things. And Canada, the whole country. So, yeah. So, and yeah. man, shout out to those folks in Ontario not being able to golf and stuff. Like, I, that's so tough. I hope that they get to again soon. But they've yeah. actually, I think they've plateaued and they're starting to come down now. So, we just got to get to our, we got to get this thing fucking sorted out. Mm-hmm. We'll see where we go. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, man, I, I really enjoyed the chat with Aaron Watson. He was, he was great, great visit. And, and it's cool. I it's really cool. love his his music. Like he's got a lot yeah. of good tunes, and he's kind of a uh, what do you say? Like he does all, everything on his own, which is which is neat. Like it's yeah, yeah. It's owner owner operator in the music music business, which is I think quite rare out there. Well, especially to be world. as successful as successful as he's been. Like you absolutely, know, like he's, yeah. He's had some had an amazing career, just given like the work he's put on his own on own end, like writing songs and producing and all that kind of stuff. And you especially in today's day and age, it's so hard to do that. I think as a, as an artist, like just ask like any of the people we've talked to over the past few years, like Coulter and Corb would be a good guy to ask about that kind of stuff. Like, Oh yeah. It's so difficult to do well in the music industry and he's found a formula that works for him. And mm-hmm. it's, it's cool to see him have that success. Oh yeah. Well, and uh, yeah, I, yeah, I liked, I liked it. Waste. I don't it was know good stuff, man. Good stuff. I hope everybody I, enjoyed the, enjoyed the, the visit and, and chatting with them. I want to give a special shout out to our friend Cody Harrison, yeah, Smithfield Hats for for jumping in on our on our um orangutan versus ostrich <laughs> conversation. Long Who else got in on yeah, that? Slade was in on it. It was good. It was That's entertaining. Good. So so in light of that, I think I I have another animal kingdom brawl that is up for debate. So who do you think would win in a fight between a grizzly bear and a gorilla? Man, why are you? Going against these uh, like orangutan family, I don't know. I just I'm like, I, this is the, why? Why? I don't know because I just like I'm just trying to like think of similar animals or just like something that would that'd be like you know what I mean? A grizzly bear versus a gorilla would be a better fight than an ostrich versus an orangutan. I don't. I don't know. I maybe it's just the, this, maybe it's just the the letters. So the ostrich bear, versus orangutan, grizzly versus gorilla. I think that I think that that's a bad match, Wacy. Because think so? Uh, yeah. Like the, how many how many other like a gorilla doesn't fucking tear up a bird and then roast it over a fire. Like bears literally eat meat for their fucking lives. They have sharp teeth, sharp claws. 
This was a bad. Have you seen a gorilla movie. fight each other? Man, Google Man. a video of gorillas fighting each other right now and tell me that that thing doesn't have a chance against a bear. Did you say grizzly? Tell me that. Like a bear, a bear or a grizzly bear or what kind of bear? You a grizzly just, bear versus a gorilla, like a yeah, silverback gorilla. Fucked, man. You're totally nah, fucked. dude. It's I, a grizzly I, bear for sure. 100%. Mm. With sh- he has sharp fucking knives on his hands and his feet. Have you seen it? And yeah, his claws. Yeah. What does a gorilla have? He might be strong, but he's not going to. He, that, that guy's going to cut him up and. And they have done. agility and speed done. over the bear, though. In a fight, yeah, in a fist fight, in a fist fight, in a fist fight. Bear is a bear's top mile per hour rating. Yeah, but just rest running. That's not, that's not, that's not, that doesn't account their, that doesn't account for their agility, agility in a yeah. fight. Uh, yeah. Gorilla how wins fast. that fight anytime. You're fucked, man. You're so high. No, how fast can I'm not high. I'm not high at all. Have you ever seen Tarzan when the gorilla beats 40 up 40 kilometers the, the, an hour? That's running. Kilometers that's an hour. Running, dude. That's that running. That's slow. Just, I'm not saying that they're oh, slow. I'm just saying when it comes question. to like. It's a bad question. So you, I, I got, okay, whatever, leave it to the people, man. I got the gorilla. You oh, got the grizzly you're, bear. You're going down. Put this one out oh, on Twitter right now. Because you're going. No, you can't put it out now. You got to wait to people Wednesday. listen. You got to wait to people. Uh, got to give people <sighs> a chance. Everybody's going to. We're going to realize they're like, what the person with the best, the person with the best argument gets a sticker. Well, the, uh, it's funny how your uh, question ended up last time. I don't know. Who did you pick? You picked the ostrich. The ostrich. Yeah. Which was, it ended up being a bad idea. I think you lost too. If you, if you look back at the, well, argument. there's no evidence that I've lost. Like I still have backed up my argument with, with this stuff for sure. Yeah, like people that nobody really had my back. How, how nobody yeah. really had my back. <laughs> you're on an Island by yourself. <laughs> yeah, you're going to yeah. be on this one so, too. Which is, Hey, you never know. No, you're someone someone this might come. Back. No, no. Tell me specifically. Know. Okay. A bear has claws on his feet. Right, but just because he has the claws on his feet doesn't mean he can't use them at the same speed that and a gorilla can come at me. Fucking teeth in Man, his mouth. Google a picture of a gorilla right now in his fish. teeth. They're the same. They're sharp as shit. Gorilla teeth. I'm looking it up. Man, gorillas are straight killers, man. Oh, I think you're high. Haram- you got me like Harambe versus a grizzly bear. Harambe's going to kick got ass. Two sharp teeth against a bear's full mouth of sharp teeth. Yeah, it's oh, gonna man. work, man. You're going down. I'm sorry. Grillo's go put the fucking grizzly bear in a sleeper hole, and that's good night, Jim Kite. <laughs> I don't, think I don't know. I'm gonna leave it. To, I'm gonna leave. It, I'm gonna leave it to the people. Oh, I I one. stand where I stand. That's a bad one. Oh, okay. Here's a, here's a challenge to you. Then next time we have another show like this, you come to me with a, an animal fight scenario. That's not my job. <laughs> No, but you know, because you're so confident that you know all these things animal about fucking fight. animals, you could come up with a scenario of an animal versus an animal that you think is better because I'll think about it. You're just sitting here like you're some sort of zoologist when we know you're not. I knew I had to look it up, but 40 kilometers an hour, bear can run. It's running. Same, this is not a sprint. This is not. You can chase down the gorilla. Fuck them up. It's a fight. A fight involves it's running. It's not a. It's dodging, not a chase. No, dipping, it's not a chase. Jumping, diving and dodging. It, it, it involves yeah, a lot that's, of different things. You're the only parameter you brought on that front is running. There's no a bear's agility in a fist yeah. fight because like the gorilla's not going to run away. He's going to come up. He's going to bow his chest out. Give him a couple. One, give him one of these. Yeah, and then next thing gonna, you know, he's going to scare the bear off with his fist bumps. I don't think. No, so. he's just going to. He's going to assert, dom- assert dominance. Watch King Kong and then tell me that you don't think a gorilla can hang with a grizzly bear, buddy. Well, maybe a ginormous sized gorilla that's three <sighs> stories tall. That's not what I mean. That's not what I mean. You're taking this out of context, <laughs> man. Okay, I think we need to wrap this up. Sorry yeah, to anybody that came just... to listen, but to Aaron Watson heard us arguing about whatever the fuck that just was. But. Appreciate All the right. question. Sorry, man. Now, obviously, you don't appreciate the question because I'm just no, getting was, attacked. Got to give us some good stuff. What else we got? I guess that wraps it up, eh? You calling it off? I have no more questions because everything I bring to the table is no further bad. questions. Yeah, whatever. Hey, Something I don't say it was bad. I'm just saying you. That's a that's a not a great. Yes. Um, it's not a great. I've been. Let's think of a better of a different opportunity. Like, would you say? Um, what else could we? How else could we make? No, it? this is the, you can tell next next show. This that's your challenge is to bring it forward okay. a, another challenge. But okay. this is like the, the thing that I think that you the approach that you're taking to thinking about this is you're taking it too literal. Where it's like this is a fist fight, like in a boxing ring between a bear and a gorilla, and you're telling and then, me that. Boom, but the claws. bear's not gonna be able. The bear's not gonna claws. be able to run forty kilometers. That you're the biggest part of your argument okay. is the bear can run forty kilometers an hour. The next biggest part of my argument, if it's a fist fight, open palm slap to the face. Okay, Bam! but the talk Cut. when you talk, yeah, but yeah, but the gorilla has lateral movement and agility that the bear does not have. 
You don't know that. I do know that. You're guesstimating that. You didn't look no, it up I'm on Google. No, I'm not guesstimating that. No, because I don't need to. I know stuff. Yeah, biting. Biting factor on the bear, man. Whatever, dude. The bear's going to be able to catch the gorilla. He's just going to be like Muhammad Ali, just like... Okay, we'll see what the people say. <laughs> yeah, right. see what the people we'll say. All right. Okay, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks uh, for being a part of the show this week. We'll uh, we'll see you in another uh, another couple. Stay safe out there. Bye-bye. <laughs>